right, here we go. We're back. Bradfo Show, back in the Fenway uh, Ford Clubhouse Studios. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. When we get the hottest uh, athletes in the world, uh, the hottest athletes in the world happen, we get them on the show. So we, we, just, we open the door, and they walk right through. Sure enough, here he is. What's going on, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Rob? What's up, Coop? How you guys doing? Oh, man. Good, good. So you must slept good last night. Yeah, well, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, you know, the game was great overall, and and uh, you know, Kevin, I can't say enough about the job Plowicki did behind the plate last night or yesterday afternoon. I get so used to saying last night because we have so many night games, yes. but um, you know, just you know, whether you say putting the right fingers down or pushing the right button, yeah, pushing the right button, right? <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh, but overall, we, you know, it was a great ball game, and and. Uh, you know that's that's hopefully we you know continue that trend this this upcoming month and and put ourselves in a position to get into the playoffs there's a lot of that there's a lot of that talk in that clubhouse right now yeah honestly like i've been in clubhouses before at this time of year where you've been with maybe this been just far back and it's been like you know you can sort of read between the lines but i do hear a lot from you guys like hey you know what we can get back in we can get back in. Yeah. we can get back in yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that's that's one thing, and I've, I've I echo the words that you just spoke. That I've been in clubhouses before where we've been down, and you know, you know, the season's over, and it's time to you know kind of look towards the off season. Unfortunately, with a month left to play in the season, I've been on those teams. Not fun. No, it's terrible, and uh, you know that's that's one thing that we do not have here. Everybody is excited every day we come to the ballpark. It's a close knit group. Um, that's one thing that, that you know. Is if, if if we talk about anything, and I don't want to go towards you know any disappointing factors, but the the one side is that how close the team is, and the group of guys that are in there, and to to have the you know be where we're at in the position that we're at right now is is difficult because you know we no excuses we we put ourselves in this position, but you know we've had we've had a a good a good amount of uh, things go against us this season. Well, Rich Hill joining us here at Fenway Park. So there's a lot, of, there's a lot to get to, including, by the way, what it's like to be the, uh, the, uh, the best 40-something-year-old athlete in New England uh, now that Tom Brady's got. I, I mean, Rich, <laughs> we're just talking about this. Uh, I, I, I'll get to Tom Brady later. Uh, did you hear what he said? I don't, no, I didn't hear what he said. All right, so anyway, he took some time off, and he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, Ethan, do we have that? Do we have what Tom Brady said? Ethan, give me one oh, second. Okay. okay, all right. Anyway, he was he was just talking about you know he took the hiatus. Yeah, and he's forty five years old. Yeah. and I, it, as someone who's, you know, I'm also almost in my forties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Coop, yeah. it's Coop's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah. Thank you, thank uh, you. Big 40, old 25. 40, 25? twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. Do you remember <laughs> when you were twenty five? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Do you remember? Yeah, thank God there were. Where were you were when you were 25? Were you also in the in the, the Fenway Studios uh, working as a producer? No, I was. Uh, no, he was much more further along no. in life than I. I was. Uh, I, I that was my first year uh, up in the big leagues. Oh, was it? 2005. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Much further along oh, in his life than I. There you go. Coop, but I bet I bet you have a better head of hair than Rich did back then. <laughs> yeah, that is some sweet. Mom. It's a lot. To, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the humidity's not great Hello. for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
now now I get a haircut and I, I have to wait like three months for it. To back. it doesn't grow as fast as so Rich. This is the problem. Pro- this is a problem for the twenty five years old. They they basically oh man the humidity is just wreaking havoc on my hair. Yeah. Oh my God. Listen, I've only <laughs> had I've only had twenty five twenty five years of experience to have like bad sure. things happen. So like. Humidity ruining my hair is probably like the worst of it right now. All right. Well, like I said, there's a lot to pick through, and including Rich. Like, I, let's go back to yesterday, okay? For the for the kids out there, let's teach let's teach the youth of of tomorrow how to pitch a baseball. How do you do that? Like, because because all we have is pitching ninja throw, showing these Emmanuel Class A 101 mile an hour sinkers. Yeah. And and we see it, and the game is predicated so much on power, and you don't even get a look. If you don't throw 95, like in college or whatever, right, in high right. school. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah. so how do you tell me? Unfortunately. Yeah, right? I mean, if, if, you, were, if, yeah. you, were, if you were a high schooler, let's go back in time. If you were a high schooler right now, like if you, this pitcher right now, went to a high school tryout. Yeah. yeah. I may get a look because I'm left-handed. I'll just say oh. that. No, no, but honestly, yeah, that's the other side of it. Right. So, so how do you do it? So how do you... But whether you're left-handed or right-handed, it's irrelevant. It's, a, it's almost like any time you meet force with force, you're going to, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, you're not going to get the desired result that you're looking for. So sometimes instead of... We always think, oh, harder, 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 and, and that, that's going to you know, alleviate the issue or get you the result that you're looking for uh, with quality pitches. But the reality of it is it's not throwing. We're not throwing. We're pitching. So how, how does that look to you, the individual? What do you, what, what I'd ask, a, what, what does the kid think? pitching is and what is their definition of pitching mm-hmm. almost like what is the definition of success and that changes over our uh life Humi- know, span not having humidity in your hair and yeah, yeah and going from and well, pitching in a well in a major league game there you go <laughs> but and 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 you know i think the one thing is that looking at at pitching as the art form and understanding that it is the ability to uh mess up the hitter's timing or you know throw the hitter off by a fraction of a second or you know have the hitter miss the ball by a fraction of an inch so we're talking you know the the differences that we're talking about are so minuscule and so fine um, that you have to allow yourself as the player as the pitcher not the thrower to have uh, a certain amount of uh, free kind of you know, stylistic, uh, improvisational right. abilities to go out. Do you there. think? Do you think that teams allow guys to do that enough? Like you can do it because they're you're, you know well, you get around and yeah. they trust what you're going to do. What is, is is the right thing? Right, but there was a point where you know, and, and it's also this. It, everybody has to go through something at some point in their life, and 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 when they get to a certain point in their life, if somebody looks back or asks that person for advice who may advance their uh, profession and their profession and, and, and become successful say well it's easy for you to say well it's not easy for that person to say because they went through it they went through the ups and the downs and the trials and, and the creativity of explosion so the explosion of creativity that happens that you allow yourself to go out there and be that person instead of being dictated by you know other people how you should perform when you go out there on the field Right. That's if, if you're you know true to yourself and you're going to go out there and, and perform to the best of your abilities. Why are you going to let somebody else dictate how you should throw the baseball, yeah, or pitch the baseball? Um, yes. Don't, that, don't you that, dare ever yeah. throw the baseball. 
But you were pitching, you were pitching the crap out of the baseball yesterday, and so when you're sort of in that world, um, when you're going through yesterday, you just do you feel like it's sort of like I don't want to say paint by numbers, but all the pieces are fitting, right? right. Sometimes you're like, okay, you know, I I think I have a curveball, I think I have a fastball, I think I can drop down here, but everything maybe is just it's a little off in terms of timing. But then you have a day like yesterday where you're like, I know exactly what's going to work here, what's going to work here, what's going to work here. Does right. that, is that how it felt? Uh, it did. There are, there are those days. I think it's also a choice, too. So I think that, um, you know, it's funny that we're bringing this point up because I was talking with Louis Ortiz, uh, one of our hitting Hitting coach, coach right. And Louis and I were having a great conversation the night before about creativity. So you're basically saying this is a great conversation. This was a great conversation. No, this is a great conversation because you're saying you're yes. saying asking the same thing. It's always a great conversation. Right. We're talking. All right, thank you. All right, I'm sorry to interrupt. Coop can, you know, yeah, Coop can. To Coop can oh, I can to attest that. to that. Just hours upon hours that I conversate with Rob is <laughs> the highlight of my week. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry, you were uh, talking to Luis Ortiz. Yeah, so Louis was saying, you know, creativity with hitters in the box and and the understanding of when we're in those, you know, uh, two strike counts, three two counts, whatever count you want to say, but like. When you, when you get away from, okay, I'm just trying to hit a homer or I'm trying to, you know, you know make hard contact with the ball. But at the same point, w whether we have, you know, a, an extreme shift or the hitter is telling you something that he's not going to come into a certain part of the zone that you, want, or that you are looking for uh, that pitch to hit, maybe you have to, you know, become creative and break away from that plan, choke up, you know, squat down a little bit, punch the ball the other way, mm -hmm. try to get that sack fly what, any way that you can. Which kind of like the, putting your nose in it. Right? Which, by the way, the kind of and, – and I don't want to speak for the Tampa Bay Rays, but as it, like, they're no dummies, right? No. So they, they, you're giving your game plan. Right. And if I – on the surface, what I'm watching the game, what they're trying to do is they're, they're probably trying to do a few different things, but one thing that was evident was stepping out of the box a lot. Like you were in a rhythm, they were stepping out. Did you get that vibe? Or yeah, I think that the one in in that case when you know if if hitters are stepping out, it doesn't break your rhythm. It doesn't break your uh, mode of operation because you're focused in on the moment and you're focused in on the task at hand, which is that pitch. So if you get away from that pitch and you focus in on, well, I just walked a guy or I just gave up an O2 hit or you know I I. I didn't execute the pitch the way I wanted to. Instead of focusing on the execution of the pitch, focus on the, how the pitch comes out of your hand, how the ball comes out of your hand. So that would be something else that I would tell the kids is, you know, it's not so much about, and we're always focused on results and results and results as opposed to um, looking to get the results that we're wanting to get starts over the rubber and it starts at, on the mound mm. and how the, then how the ball comes out of your hand. And then the more consistently you can do those things, the more consistent your, re your results will become. Uh, and then it comes to a point where you don't even think about the results because all you're obsessed with is how the ball is going. Oh, the ball out. comes out of your hand. That's and it. and, and yeah. so many and there's so many distractions. And Rich Chill is joining us here down at the uh, Fenway Ford Clubhouse Studios. So many people are worried about the radar gun readings, about right. the, the hitter results, yeah. the, I don't know, the crowd, like the... I don't know what I mean, but there's, I, I don't know. I know when you, I've seen you throw down on the side, whether it's yeah. spring training or whatever, and you take every single pitch and you're like, the ball either came out of my hand the right way or it didn't. Yeah. Right? You compete, you compete in your sides, you compete. So whether you're pitching, I've said this multiple times, whether you're pitching in 
Fenway Park or you're pitching in a backfield in uh, Fort Myers or wherever it might be in, in the Boston Park League or in high school somewhere here in Massachusetts um, or you're having a bullpen session uh, with your pitching coach and or your team that you're affiliated with, the more times you can practice the intensity of game performance, the easier it will become to put yourself in those situations. So for for me, you know, if I if whether it's the World Series, you know, postseason, any postseason games or regular season games, you're going to get the same guy. So if you see me in a in a bullpen session, um, you know, in uh, March in Fort Myers, it's going to be the same attitude and the same mentality as it would be. Can, can I compare? So along that lines, like whether it's on the backfield or whatever it is, can I compare yesterday's game? And maybe this isn't fair, but I'm just taking two uh, very, very good Rich Hill performances, which jumped to mind. That how you felt yesterday and how you felt in the World Series against the Red Sox. And I'm not obviously bigger stages, different competitions, but same sort of idea, right? It's the same idea. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't change. The mentality doesn't change, and the aggressiveness and the intensity doesn't change. So, um, in in you know, if if you were going to take two games and just you know, you know, game A and game B and just put them next to each other without saying, well, that was a World Series game and this was, you know, game hundred and whatever of the season, uh, you know, it should look the same. And you know, as far as from uh, the the eye standpoint, and it did look the same. Yeah, and I, but you know, going back to the conversation with Louis, was that it just it, it brought it, it was more of a refresher for me too. And I missed you know missing a month or so with the knee, and uh, coming coming back, I, I really felt like I was starting to hit a stride at that Cubs game, and unfortunately, you know, uh, injury uh, intervened. But uh, coming back and and being able to throw the ball well in Pittsburgh, and then. You know, obviously yesterday, I feel like that creativity is starting, you know, it, it really is just how much do you want to push the limits as a pitcher of seeing what you can do and what you're capable of. Because if we don't, if, like to the kids, if they don't try to push those limits and try to be creative, you might not be blessed with, you know, 95 plus. You might not have, or you might have 95 plus and you can't spin a ball, mm -hmm. right? But you have to figure out a way to make that work for you. Not cookie cutter. Right, and and this at this level, at the major league level, it is not cookie cutter. It is it is you know I mean there are so many guys that have incredible talents and unbelievable abilities, but at the end of the day, especially for longevity and to prolong your career, I really believe that the creativity has a huge um, part in it. Can you hang a couple more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Rich Hill is joining us. Birthday boy Coop behind the glass. Coop, this is your present. Rich Hill talking pitching. It's a great present. It's weird to make a person a present, but I, I'll take that. I asked Dustin Bedroya to call in to wish him happy birthday. 25 and great hair. Uh, <laughs> That's all you need in life. <laughs> really? All you need. You, he, he, he's joking, but it kind of is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the Bradford Show. Rich Hill's going to be with us another segment. Coop, I'm Rob Bradford. Be back after. We had the Little League question, which is, which would you rather see the major leaguers do? Would rather play on a little league field or use an aluminum bat? Rich, which would you rather see? That <laughs> both both is going to this is this will be interesting because this is the pitching perspective. Yeah, both is going to lead to death. By the, way, so. So soon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hair question. Uh, so would I rather see aluminum bats or in the big leagues? 
if you were going to go, if you were to see the major league game in Williamsport, oh yeah, that would use aluminum bats or play on a little league field. Oh, I'd rather see a little league field. Okay, really? <laughs> yeah. You'd rather be sixty feet away? Uh, yeah, I would rather. Well, the aluminum bat is pretty scary, intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> All right. we're, t- we're talking about uh, Cruz hit a ball the other day, what, 122 oh. miles an hour? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. think about with an aluminum bat. It would have been I never heard Rich, like, I, I always – I thought the bravest people in the world were the people, the third baseman, who had to get out there yeah. with Vlad, yeah. Vlad Guerrero yeah. or Gary Sheffield. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, and then with an aluminum bat. Oh, no, 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 no. barely get off the All right, Coop, which would you rather have, a full head of hair – for the rest of your life, like you do now, or the opportunity to throw a hundred once in a major league game, just once. Am I able to like yes, touch? Am I able to touch a, high nineties like other than called, that? It's called a pat light. Well, like there's <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> yeah, so I, listen, I, not everybody. There's very few people in the world. Who can but do like, this. am I able to like routinely like throw high nineties no. after that? No, just oh, then full head of hair. I'm not going to make money just throwing 100 once. Uh, yeah. if I have, if it's either have well, hair it's kind or of a have carnival money. act. That turns like it's one or the other. Well, yeah. I mean, the full head of hair is going to make you money? Well, no, it's uh, either have hair or have money. Yeah. Okay. Those those are the two <laughs> things that you have to hey, have in mind. This is a great studio, I have to say. This is awesome. I know. On, uh, is that uh, Mama K- House of Blues? You yeah, yeah, Mama House Kansas? of Blues. Yeah, that's I mean, uh, the, the new music hall down the street, like at everyone peering in. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Lansdowne yeah, is, is thumping. Yeah, okay. man, man of the people. I don't know what this guy's doing. But <laughs> all right. So, uh, Rich, we, we, we have basically uh, we have taught a, a whole new generation of pitchers yeah. leading into this. And the one last thing I want to ask is we were talking about this in the break about mm-hmm. throwing a hundred and like right. the, 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 the ups, like the obsessity with, with power where everyone has to have power, power, yeah. so, hit home runs, throw yeah. hard, yeah. all of that. All, yeah. But, but, and you, you and I were talking about guys who throw hundred yeah. and it was like, okay, I mean, yeah. hundred isn't, I remember. Oh. So the, so rich, the trade the other day came up the 10th anniversary of the Red Sox trade with the Dodgers. Uh, with all those guys going to the Dodgers, right? Adrian Gonzalez and everything, and the one of the guys coming back was Alan Webster. And right. Alan Webster, you remember Alan? Oh yeah, I played with Alan. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. so Alan shows up the next spring, and he's throwing ninety nine. Yeah, and everyone was, oh my! It was like we've never. It was like the the spotted panda. It's like nobody had ever seen this. Yeah, before. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. So what's your take on like guys for one hundred? Well, I think I have I have a couple points. Uh, so there's. There's perceptual velocity and actual velocity. We'll get to that. There is, um, you know, what velocity allows you to have as far as being able to make mistakes. And finally, the last point I'll get to is that, and I'll lead off with this. In 2017, I remember in L.A., uh, Cody Bellinger came into the dugout after facing a guy, a starter, um, who was, you know, had a really, really good fastball, and he came in, and guys talk. The hitters talk when mm-hmm. they, they come in. They say, "How is it? What do you got? Like, what's you know, what was the breaking ball like? What did you see? Was it big spin? Was it short spin? Whatever. How did the fastball ride? How, what was the life on it?" And he came in. And he was like, "Oh, fastball is okay." And I looked up, and he's throwing 96, 97, 98 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So that told me right there in 2017, velocity is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Okay, because and I and I and I and I don't mean it's irrelevant. Irrelevant. I mean it. It, it became to, you know the upper nineties up to a hundred became you know something where everybody is seeing it now, and you have guys at this level at the major league level who have unbelievable bat to ball skills, and their hand eye coordination is some of the best in the world. 
So they have now become adjusted to that velocity, and, and it's made it you know, much easier for, for them to see it a little And that 96-97 a couple of years ago is now 100. Right, and, and what I meant by the power uh, and, and the velocity – well, yeah. So, but again, it's it's it, is it is it going to continue to to go up? You know, we're going to see guys throwing 110, 115. I've heard apparently not because the body is not capable of throwing that hard. Um, but the other point that I was going to make with with velocity and what it allows a pitcher to do is is make mistakes. It does allow you to get away with mistakes. Um, but the other point with that is that. You can only make so many mistakes at this level before a major league hitter will be able to make the adjustment and you know get a hit off of you. So let's say, take myself for example, somebody who has a good curveball. If if I can if I just went out there and threw all curveballs, I'd get hit all over the place mm-hmm. because you know guys see it once, they see it twice, and now the third time they see it, it becomes that much easier to hit. Now leading up to the final point that I was going to make is with actual and. Uh, velocity versus perceptual velocity. I, you know, I brought up a point facing a guy who threw 100 out of the bullpen with the Colorado Rockies, and I was, you know, obviously this is a time when pitchers were hitting, mm-hmm. and I was coming into the box, and it was a guy out of the bullpen, um, and the fat, you know, he threw a fastball, it was 100, 101, and I said, geez, that didn't look 100 or 101. It was, it looked more like 89, 90, and that's where you know spin rate comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he threw me a curveball, and I said, well, now I know why he's in the big leagues. <laughs> but on top of that point is that if, if, if we were going to – this is and this is for, you know, kids and pitchers at home uh, who are listening to this, this conversation, but this point where if we see something coming at us, directly straight on at us, we cannot really tell how fast it's coming. But if we step to the side and we see it from a side angle – Let's say, for example, a car mm-hmm. that drives by us. We can say, wow, that car was driving really fast. Now, if we were standing in front of that car and it was driving at us, we could tell that it's coming maybe quick, but we don't know how fast it's coming. So that leads into the point of pitchability and being able to use your mechanics as another pitch. And I've said this for you know, a decade now. Over, you know, use, and, and it's been said throughout, throughout baseball all the way back to Satchel Page. You know, having a quick pitch, slow pitch, hesitation pitch, mm-hmm. um, and being able to use your mechanics as another pitch uh, is is just another way of throwing the timing off for the hitter and being able to accrue the you know if we're looking at results, the result that you're trying to gain. So when you when you look at um, like you say, I mean you ca- you've come in from all different angles, and the key thing there is that you have to still be able to throw the pitch when you're dropping down or you're going three quarters or over the top or anything else. So for you, has anybody ever like you said Cody Bellinger came in the dugout and, sure. and said this? You had made reference to something that you saw in person being in the batter's box. We always marveled going back to when your first stint with the Red Sox. Where oh my goodness that ball that fastball is playing up so much. Did you ever have guys to you say, man, like I did not think you're fat. Like I I saw the eighty eight, I saw the ninety, mm-hmm. I saw at that time of ninety one, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is gonna be easy. And then yeah. did did it, do you remember anyone coming up to you and say, how are you doing that? All the time, yeah. Right? I, I mean, I you know I can remember back 
Ken Griffey Jr., for example, like way back. That's a pretty good one. 2005, 2006. Yeah, we have to use, you know, names yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for everybody at home. But, uh, but you know, saying, yeah, your fastball has a lot of life on it. You know, back, back then it was life and it was, you know, uh, the ability to have that uh, perceptual velocity instead of the actual velocity. Now, we still always will struggle with that because people will come to the games. I don't know how he's doing it. It's 89, <laughs> it's, 89 it's 90. This is unbelievable. It was like, well... You know, 15, 20 years ago, that was a pretty good fastball. But with the ability to have the spin rate and the late life on the fastball, now, guys, you know, like if you see that 88, think of it as 95. If you see that 90, think of it as 96, 97. Because that's what hitters see. Hmm. And that's what's told to me. I know it's not what you see, you know, actually on the uh, scoreboard or watching it on TV at home. But the the life on it um, at the end and, and and the other thing is being able to kind of create a, using your mechanics to be able to create some kind of you know doubt in the in the hitter's mind of what you're going to throw that's a big part of it yeah and you're not going to be right all the time but again it's it's the fortitude to go ahead with it and and make the attempt and then once you dive into that cup of creativity then you know who's going to stop? I mean, you just got to continue to keep going. And and when you're younger, yes, I will say this, that when you are younger, it is, it is a little bit more controlled by coaches. And, you know, they want you to, to learn certain things like throwing strikes or be in the strike zone more. So you can't put the cart before the horse, mm. you know, so you can't really get out there and say, well, I just want Rich Hill said I want to be, you know, you got to be creative. Let, let me be Rich Hill said I should be creative. Let's yeah. go, coach. Yeah. I mean that 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 comes with the after the ability of yes prove to me that you can you know execute eight out of ten yeah. fastballs uh, for a strike. So uh, I, I really appreciate you hanging here. And so just to, you know we talked about you know your spin rate still up there, your results as we know. All we have to do is go back to yesterday to see there. We had this conversation earlier in the week about your potential plans next year you had thrown it out there this isn't i'm not saying this is what you're going to do but you had suggested that uh one avenue of, that you might go is hey you know what for a lot of reasons and we talked about the uh, of having it sort of be a half a year thing where you come in uh around the trade deadline a team contending team um you obviously know how to pitch and can be a huge huge asset to any team out there we know that but as we know is family is a thing and you have your son bryce around a lot i mean this is Mm. it's a cool thing yeah so and um after i guess my question is so we had that conversation the other day and i know that you've been thinking about it but after a game like yesterday is there anything that creep does that change anything at all when it comes to like of looking at what is next year well i think i you know it's still the obviously the want to play and pitch and and i feel like i feel very fortunate to be able to be in this position because a lot of guys don't get to say like hey well this is it or you know whatever whatever the situation might be and we're not even finished with the season yet so yeah. i don't want yeah yeah I don't well you know we feel in the here and the now yeah so. yeah but um, you know, obviously, want to want to be be part of a uh, contending team and 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 help a team win a championship. That's my you know main goal for coming back last year. That's my main goal for coming back this year, is to win a World Series. I would I, you know, getting the opportunity and the taste to be there twice and falling short is is uh, extremely difficult. But it's also uh, the reason you see why we play this game and why you know as a kid you're sitting 
you know, in the in the backyard, and it's you know whatever the the you know full count, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth sure. series. That's what. You yeah. Want. So that's the situation that um, you know being fortunate to be in two of those, falling short, but then again, uh, would love to get back and, and get an opportunity, and hopefully we can do that this year. But games like yesterday, you know, I think it, it sparks the creativity. It sparks the, um, you know, the love uh, and passion that I have for the game. It's not saying that other games didn't. It's just it's, 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 it's an ever kind of uh, evolving wheel of staying relevant and being able to uh, – have that survival instinct. Well, I mean, I remember the last four games that you pitched for the Red Sox before you signed with the A's. Yeah. I remember that. The, the momentum was unbelievable momentum. And also, you came away, you know, I've, we've talked about this before, in the Yankee Stadium clubhouse saying, it, you just flat out mm -hmm. saying, I can beat, I can get anybody out, I can pitch against any team, I can do this, I can do that. And this probably coming off of yesterday – no, it's the same. same. Yeah, it is yeah. the same, and that's one thing that I, you know, that's that's all I can ask for is an opportunity. Just give me the ball, and I want to go out there every fifth day and and help the team win and put us in a in a good position to win. Um, and I think that's one thing you know we can do this this month is make a push and and uh, hopefully get in that that last wild card spot. Well, er, listen, you got a lot going on. Tom Brady also has a lot going on. Yeah, what did he say? Did I you, we didn't. Nathan, we didn't do we have that? Do we have that sound? Throw it, or throw it's all personal, you know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man, there's a lot of shit going on, so, you know, <laughs> just gotta try to figure out life the best you can, and, you know, it's a uh, yeah. continuous process, so. He's not wrong. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> before you leave, your thoughts on, on that quote. Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 25. That's I, the thing. I, I always feel bad, like when I'm like, oh, 25, and then I look up and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. No, that's, but, enjoy it, live life, enjoy it. But you're 42, yeah. right? Yeah, 42. I mean, you could push-ups. Can you say this? Can you just say, hey, listen, it's, I'm 42. I, I got a lot of bleep. Going yeah, on. I do. There is, there is, there is. I mean, we got school right around the corner for Bryce, and you know, got a, you know, we got, you know, we got, a, yeah, there's, 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 everybody's got, you know, stuff going on. You got to come down here and do, <laughs> do an extended interview here on the Bradford show. So I, hey, Rich, always a pleasure. Um, I feel like we took a brief step toward changing baseball today. So there you <laughs> go. Like it. That's all we can do. Keep an open mind and, and uh, stay creative. That's uh, it. All right. Happy birthday, Coop. That's yeah, your Yeah, happy present. birthday, Coop. Some yeah. great words of wisdom there for my birthday. Go. I appreciate that. All right, all right Rich.